All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to A Better Answer. I'm Nick, and I'm here with Kyle. Hey. Hey. Uh, Kyle told me that I need to drive a minivan. I did. And I don't feel great about it. Well, everyone comes to a point in their life when you have to do something you don't want to do. And everybody who's about to have a kid, or actually, if you're going to have one kid, you don't need a minivan. You're okay. totally cool. Don't get one. Mm. If you're going to have a couple kids, you can maybe slide by. If you're yeah. going to have more than two kids, minivans <laughs> in your future. I really don't want a minivan. I, so, I. so here's the. So just to be clear with everybody, yeah, we said we were going to talk about suicide at some point, and we started late. And we don't think it'll give justice to this topic. Yeah, we're not going to rush that one. We're not going to rush it, and it takes some thought. And we don't want to um, do it abrasively or flippantly Yep. because of the heaviness of the topic. So Kyle's out next week, so I don't know if it's going to happen next week, but we will talk about it. Yep. We are committing to that to you guys. But today we're gonna actually going to talk about something more practical. And I think something valuable with this is we can kind of put – some spiritual topics over here. Like I make spiritual decisions about this. How do I pray? How right. do I reach people? How do I, how do I deal with shame? Yeah. What's my identity and my right. purpose? And then there's the other side, like money and jobs and all that stuff. And it's like, I'm going to handle this without God. Yeah. <clears throat> so today we're actually, we're going to bridge that gap because that's yeah. not how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live everything. Uh, we're trying to follow Jesus and everything. Right. Yep. So today we're talking about, uh, I don't know if it's debt or if it's just making like fine wise. Oh, I think it's I think it's I think it's debt right now. Debt right now. So give us give us the quick version yeah. of kind of what we yeah, were talking yeah. about before we started recording. It's just in your yeah. life right now. Okay, so here's the deal. A lot of people are going to be like, "Oh my gosh, me too." <laughs> here's the deal. Here's why Kyle told me to drive a minivan, sort of jokingly, sort of seriously. Uh, my car is not worth a lot. It's how much info do I give? <laughs> as much as you want to. So it's this. It's a Hyundai Sonata. It's pretty old. It's got a lot of miles on it. And there's some repairs needed for it. About half the value of what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where it's like probably not going to be safe to drive. Yeah. Um, so the the question is, do I put, do I, do I repair it yeah. for more than half the value it's worth? Uh-huh. Or do I buy some sort of new, new used car, new car, uh, lease a car, that type of thing. And on top of that, like we just talked about, you know, dealing with student loans mm-hmm. and in a, in a great way, getting rid of those. And at the same time, having a baby and needing a car. So, so all these financial question marks and pressures are colliding together it's in heavy. this moment of yes. what do I tell the guy who has my car at the shop and wants yes. to charge me yes. many hundreds mm-hmm. and even thousands of dollars. Yeah. And let me just say it feels <laughs> heavy and overwhelming. Yeah. And like, it's frustrating when I wake up and like, oh, okay, I have a, I have a financial plan. Yeah. More or less, right? <laughs> I say that it sounds really smart, but it's just like, I have an idea of what I want to do with this money. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, the car is going to cost that much money if I want to use it. Yeah. And then it's like, well, my plan doesn't work anymore. Right. So now I want to make a wise decision. <clears throat> do I repair it? Do I get a new car? Like, what do I, like, what do, I do? And this well, can apply and, and to other to be, things. to be clear, for your situation, there is no option called buy a new car with cash. 
Unless Correct. you bought a new car for the same price as you would sell your old car for, which would, <clears throat> doesn't feel likely. You would end up with another same same situation or worse. <laughs> Fifteen to twenty year old car yeah. with two hundred thousand right. miles on it. Right. Not, maybe that's not exactly what you want yeah. with a, with a kid coming on the way. No, if you can avoid it. No, I don't. Okay, so <clears throat> um, a couple of, of of kind of beginning points for us to think about, uh, because I I think the world's answer to this question is like, dude, just go on the internet type there's lots of calculators type in your income and it'll tell you mm-hmm. how much someone will loan you for a car yeah and then go f- go get a great car mm-hmm. and that's the typical answer which is why the typical person is in mountains and mountains of crushing debt and has yeah. a, a huge <clears throat> amount of stress in their life okay right that's the world's answer i think there's another answer that we have to put out there which is the avoid debt at all costs debt is evil if you have debt, it's a sign of moral weakness. Like there's this, yeah. this yeah. sort of contingent that I don't even know if I would call it the religious contingent because you can be religious or not and you can be in this like anti-debt yeah. camp. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I want to give us is the better answer, I think. And this comes with caveats. I'm not a financial planner. I'm not a financial advisor. I, I'm not a CPA. I, this is not Kyle the financial whiz reporting. Mm-hmm. Um I, I know a few things. I've been around a little bit and I've seen people make different choices. Yeah. Choices that lead to freedom and choices that lead to bondage. And when it comes to God in this, because that might be the great question, mm-hmm. like what does God care about my card loan or yeah. not? You know? Yeah. Well, what the Lord wants for you, what God wants for you is freedom, yeah. not bondage. The only thing he wants you bound to is him. Yep. That's it. That's okay. that, that's a huge summary of a whole lot of scripture. The only thing he wants you bound to is him. He wants you free in your life, free to pursue him, free to do his work, free to enjoy the life that he's given to you. Yeah, yeah. Where I would land, though, is in the place of not all debt is evil. Mm-hmm. Not all debt <clears throat> is is bad. Now, there's a proverb that people might have heard. Have you ever heard this one, Nick? This is Proverbs 22.7. The, the rich will rule over yeah. the poor <laughs> and the borrower is slave of the lender. I have that pulled up. Okay. I was going to ask you about it. What do you think that means? Uh, I mean, I hear that and it's like, okay, there's rich people and they generally kind of, they have some level of control over less rich people because they're in the driver's seat. And then if you are borrowing money, you are uh, under the control of whoever gave you the money. Uh-huh. That's what I hear. It yes. doesn't. By the way, it doesn't sound great. I don't want that. Yeah. So I, it's like my first inclination is like, oh, all debt is bad. Yeah. That's where, that's what I hear. And, and the, the debt is bad crowd builds their case on this one <clears throat> scripture. Okay. And now, if you read verse six before it, um, verse six says, start children off the way they should go. Even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Well, it's not really about no debt. Yeah. And then verse eight, whoever sows injustice reaps calamity and the rod they wield in fury will be broken. Okay. Sandwich between it. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. So, does it is it possible that it is speaking against the rich who are controlling people? Possibly. Okay. My my point is, it doesn't say a whole lot. Okay. And it doesn't really say what to do about it. Okay. And what people do is they build on this: the rich rule over the poor, the borrower <clears throat> is slave to the lender. Therefore, don't take on debt, hmm. ever. Hmm. But that's not actually in the Bible. Um, yeah. You know, for many people, if you think about. Um, business for a second. Take it off of personal loans and think about business. It's very hard to grow a business without taking on debt. Mm-hmm. 
Now, it's also very easy to tank a business by taking on too much mm. or the wrong kind or yep. for the wrong reason. Yep. Generally speaking, in business and in your life, you want to take on debt for the sake of growth. Okay. That's what you want to, that's what you want to lean into. Why? Because to, to take on debt, mm-hmm. you're going to pay interest. That interest and that amount that you're paying back has to be worth it. Mm-hmm. So what you're getting for it has to be worth the cost. I mean, really, really basic. Yeah. What am I getting and what it's gonna what is it gonna cost yeah. me? Yeah. And why I say growth is because growth is what you're gonna get. I'm gonna get I want a bigger family, and so I might take on some manageable debt. We'll talk way more about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But what do I mean by manageable debt? For the sake of growth. If you're taking on debt for the sake of I just want to feel better about myself, so I'm gonna buy a nicer car, mm-hmm. bad reason. Yeah. Um if it's I'm growing my family, better, right? better reason. Right. Um, so, does it make sense so uh, far? Yeah, it, it's making sense. Uh, I'm still listening because I'm what I'm trying to figure out is like, okay, how do I make decisions based off that? But I'm still taking it in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because if you use that, you could go like, cool, I'm just going to buy a whole bunch of stuff. It's all for right. the same thing. <laughs> so, you know, I want get, I want a healthier body, so I'm going yeah. to buy one of those things that Instagram always advertises exactly. to me with all the weights and the racks and the right. really... There's a lot of people. ways you could take it and like it's there's so many decisions that could be air quotes good. Yeah. You know, like, oh, well, I will buy a minivan because we're going to have three kids or I will, uh, you know what, I'm going to buy a $10,000 vacation yeah. with my wife because we need rest. And, like we do need rest. Yeah. Uh, and it would be good for a marriage. So it's like, okay, but I'm yeah. also limited. <laughs> yeah. I make a certain amount of money. We have a certain amount of debt and- like just there's limits so like yeah. i don't know how to like and i don't know how do you push when do you follow god and ignore certain boundaries and when do you uh look at the boundaries he's given you and go yeah. i need to stay within these well this is this is a little bit of a squishy question to lay against some, a financial one but yeah. i think it's an important one to do and early in the process before you get locked in before you fall in love with a thing you want to go into debt for or whatever yeah <clears throat> is to say what what does freedom feel like for me What's going to help me follow mm. the direction God's calling me to go? And what's going to feel like a weight around my neck? Okay. Is that different and for others? I think it is. Okay. I think it's different depending on how God's wired you. I mean, really practically, this isn't an insult to, to, to anybody. Um, some of us, God's given an ability to make more money. And some of us, he's given less of an ability to make to make money. That's mm-hmm. not, a, that's not a, a value statement of... Our right. worth or anything like that. That's just from the scripture. There's a there's a gift called generosity. Guess yeah. what? Not everyone, but a lot of people who have that also have the gift of making money. Of yep. course. Right. <laughs> just like if you have the gift of hospitality, you yeah. probably also have the gift of just being nice and fun to be around. Right. Like right, 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 these right. Kind of, some of these things kind of go together. So I don't think it's it, there's a one size fits all answer. I think some of it has to do with how has God wired me? What feels like freedom for me and my life right <clears> now? Um, given where I am, given how God's wired me, given what's What's next for me? And, and if you can answer that question, what you want to start to, to, to feel out in your, in your mind and even on a spreadsheet with some math mm-hmm. is what does calculated, manageable risk look like? Because debt is risk. And this is one of the first big ideas I want to give us. Debt is not primarily about mm-hmm. finances. Yeah, Debt is a a wager on my future. Okay. That's what debt is. Because I'm borrowing against the future. Okay. Um, 
And, you know, there's verses that talk about the future, James 4, 13. If yeah. the Lord wills, we will live and, and do this or that. He basically says, like, you know, don't say I'm going to do this. Like, if God wills, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. And people interpret that as like, well, you can't, you can't bet on tomorrow at all. Right. Like, well, but you do every day. Right. Every right. day you make plans. But you have a Google calendar with stuff on it for tomorrow. <laughs> now, there's a way to do that that says, here's what I think God's going to do in my life. Here's mm-hmm. where, I, where I think mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Um, and and bet on that direction, but that's yep. what that is. It's it's presuming upon your future. Okay, I'm yeah, I'm tracking with you. Uh, I did have a question, but I forgot. Oh oh, so God clearly gave. So here's where I think people get mixed up, right? Yeah. Like, how do I handle this spiritually? I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to talk to God about it. I'm going to get wise counsel, and God gave us a mind. Yeah. To think like Him, mm-hmm. and make decisions, right? To, yeah. to like be, be, um, there are very intelligent people in the world who God gave them that mind to like think through problems and solve them. Yep. So like I can use that mm-hmm. in this situation. Mm-hmm. It just like, there's this weird pull of like, oh, I can't do that because that's not prayer. <laughs> right. So like, I think there's a, it's a both thing, right? Yeah. I want to pray. And God gave me the brain to put the money up on an Excel sheet. Mm-hmm. And look at, you know what? That just doesn't make any sense. Right. So, and at the same time, like if God was like, if God spoke to me in prayer or put an impression on me, like, Nick, actually, I want you to give away your car and be generous. And I look at a spreadsheet like that doesn't make any right. sense. At that point, I want to submit that to God and be like, I'm going to give away my car. Yeah. And I, I, by the way, I don't hear that at all. Yeah. I'm just giving an example. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think that's right. I think you've got this spiritual side and this practical side. Yeah. And, and they're meant to live in harmony together as you make a decision like this. Um, now let's let's talk about calculated manageable risk because that is your leaning on your brain side a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what what I think about again is if you go online and you use the debt calculators, how much can I borrow? Right. Those numbers will come back as here's how much you could stretch. Yeah. And you need to interpret all those numbers as this is what I would do if I wanted to be super stressed. Yeah. I would borrow this much money. When right. when Sarah and I got our first house, um, we did that. Put in my income, her income, added it together. You know, ask you your debts and whatever, and then it spit out mm-hmm. um, a huge number. And we bought a house that was worth half of that number, mm-hmm. and did that really intentionally. Because yeah. like, okay, well, let's not right. Let's not do that. And the calculated risk involved what we thought she might want to do or what she might not want to do, what, what my income would be, where it would go or it wouldn't go. We didn't, we didn't really yeah. know. And, yeah. and back then we, we knew a whole lot less. Right. And so we made a, a pretty conservative calculated risk on that house. Yeah. Um, now, as a, as a, for instance, as I think about our financial future, because Nick asked me, he's like, are you good with finances? And I'm like, well, <laughs> a part I'm bad at is remembering pay bills. When, when Sarah and I got married, <laughs> She she took over all of our like day to day financial bill paying stuff, uh-huh. um, and it's because I had a I had a car loan for it was a, a, a Toyota Corolla again same thing I went out I put in my income what could I how much could I afford and I went about half of that yeah that's how I picked a Corolla yeah I really wanted a BMW but I was like, I a Corolla <laughs> this is before this is before we took Crossroads and anyway. She went in, she found out I'd, I'd like double paid some months <clears throat> on my Corolla yeah. and I had skipped months. I just forgot. Like, oh that's gosh. me. She found a thousand dollar check someone had given me uncashed in my, <laughs> in my file. Like, she's just like, what? Okay, that's I'm going to do this part. Yeah. Um, 
But the part that, that I'm much better at is that sort of thinking forward risk management situation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for me, I've got three kids. Uh, my oldest is 13 and college is coming up. And I go, okay, I want to be able to help them with college. How do I plant? I also have, I have a, our minivan that we bought. Your oldest is 13? So many years ago. Yeah, I turned 13 this summer. Wow. I know. I know. Somebody was born yesterday. It's <laughs> That's crazy. So anyway, the, the van that we bought, it has 160,000 miles on it. It's going to need some stuff. We took mm-hmm. it in the summer and someone told us it needed $1,200 of work. And I was like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then I left and I haven't gone back since and the problem went away. So I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll fall apart. I'm not really sure. Um, oh, man. But, you know, I look at that stuff like, how am I going to help pay for college? What, what, when am I going to need to replace a car? How, yeah. what are the vacations I want to, I want to be able to, to plan for and not go into debt on over the next, yeah. before my son leaves <clears throat> the house in five years? Like, I, I, all that stuff. Um, and what I do then is I take a calculated look at how has my, my income changed over the past however many years. Now, I've been working long enough. I can go back over 15 years, and that can give me an assessment to say, what's kind of the middle of the road guess about where I might be yep. in, in five years, in 10 years, in 15 years? Yep. And then I make decisions based off of that. And some of that will be take on some debt. But it'll be calculated, it'll be manageable, um, it won't be the stretched debt. And okay. I'll have a, pan, a plan for paying it off, which this is the second thing I want to I bring up in, in the Bible. Scripture is really clear. Um, one time it says, you're the borrower, slave to the lender. Many times, many times, it talks about paying debt. Hmm. You must pay debt. Yeah. Um, Second Kings four seven pay your debts. Romans four four wages like a debt owed must be paid. Um, there's this idea of like the the morally noble thing to do is to pay off your debt. Now I also want to say if you've been through bankruptcy, if that's a thing that you've mentioned into. Please don't hear judgment in my words. Mm-hmm. Please don't hear mm-hmm. you know God hates you or anything like that. Um, but I'll just say that the clear the clear direction of Scripture is never take on a debt. You don't have a plan. A, a reasonable plan to pay off. Okay. You don't want to take on a debt that you're like, man, I have no idea I'm going to do this. Right. Bad idea. Right. So what's reasonable? You know, like I hear that and it's like, okay, with the situation set before me, yeah. how do I make a reasonable decision? Like there's going to be opinions I'm going to get left and right. Absolutely. There's going to be some people who are like, no, you definitely pay for that and you just use it until the car dies. And there's right. another, there's, and then like my dad, <laughs> his opinion is like, you had, if you hit a hundred thousand miles, instantly sell it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't like either of those sides. Yeah. There's something in the middle, I think. And so I just, I want to make a reasonable decision. Well, and this is where we go back to, it's <clears throat> different for everybody. The, the, the used car, only buy used car people, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll trumpet that, right? Only, right. only buy a car if it has a hundred thousand miles on it. That's when the value kicks in, Nick. Right. Pretty <laughs> now what I found, this is why it's different. What I found is that those people are the people who know how to change their brakes right. and work on their car. And I go, that's awesome. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. Yeah. The place that I've saved, saved money in a similar skill set is I know how to build furniture and, and fix my house. Mm. So yeah. I never hire anybody to do any of that, that stuff. I do all that work. But a car, I, can't, yep. I don't also know how to do a car. Yeah. So I actually don't want the thing that's going to need a, a buttload of work on it because right. I'm going to be yeah. paying so much money on yeah. it, right? Um, there'll be people you'll find you'll find 
financially wise people who lease cars. One of the guys who I work with who uh, is, is a financial whiz always leases cars. And, you're, and, and, and when I first heard that, I was like, are you? What? Yeah. No, no, right, that's right. terrible. But he's, he's figured out how to make it work and why it works specifically mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if there's a one-size-fits-all solution. Hmm. And you'll find that you know, only buy new cars, only buy used cars. For, for me in my life, that, that middle ground um, is not buying new, mm-hmm. but buying gently used. Yeah. So the sweet spot I found for me and my family is you buy them a couple of years old, two, three, four years old mm-hmm. in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times those are cars coming off of leases. Leases have limited mileage on them. And so you'll get a car that's in really good shape that the dealer's fixed up that doesn't have a ton of miles on it. Um, and I buy from a brand that I think will go a long, long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I look at I look at how much will this cost me per month? What am I going to put down on it? What does that do to my to my to my future? Um, and then how much will it cost me per month? And do I do I predict I'll be able to pay this and still feel freedom? So that okay? Can, I, can we talk about that? The yeah, feeling freedom part. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not going to feel freedom, right? Like like mm-hmm. I'm having a baby. Yeah. And I'm I'm very excited to have this baby, and I feel like there's gonna be moments where I'm like I don't feel free. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I hear what you're saying with the the point of like, at what point does taking on debt or buying something make me feel not free? Right. Yes. Okay. Can, can we walk? Can we like discern in there? Get kind of cut yeah. cut up in there because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I stand with that. It's the is it gonna keep you awake at night? Is it going to give you extra heartburn? Because again, you're right. You're having a kid. Your freedom in terms of your time and your ability to do whatever you want, yeah, that's going to go away. Right. You're going to feel <laughs> tired. You're going to feel stressed. You're going to you're going to have, and it, it'll be Pray really for good me. for you. It'll be really good for you. God's going to use that like sandpaper to to refine you. <clears throat> and do you to, guys hear this? It's going to be so great for you. God. So therefore, I would not also take on <laughs> debt. That's going to sit in the back of your mind. You don't want to be sitting there going like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. This is harder than I thought it was. And oh, am I, how am I going to hit the, the payment this month? So okay. Don't do that to yourself. So then what about, okay, so what, what, about, what if you're in a situation where it's like, I don't know if I can afford a car? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. You might, it's, it's <clears> entirely <throat> reasonable that you go away, you run your numbers and you go, oh my gosh, you know the thing that I should do is put that money into fixing my car. Because uh, there is no situation where we can afford a car. Where I can afford a car mm-hmm. right now. But what I can't afford is I could I could I could fix that one. Yeah, you know yeah. I, I can fix that one. Yep. And that's what's going to give me the most amount of peace mm-hmm. and freedom in my life. Okay. That's that's what you come back to. That's why I say it's not it's yeah. not one size fits all. It's not. <clears throat> it's not a. This is hard. Objective thing. Yeah. yeah. So this is what we do with lots of decisions in our life, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this could be with cars, houses. Um, college right yeah could be with your budget and what you're paying for Mm -hmm. so then with freedom feeling freedom um and just to reiterate like i i desire to submit this question and problem to god yeah and make a smart decision that is submitted to god so i'm walking in his way does that make sense yeah so uh, it's I, i just like so the level of freedom 
Like some, you're t- saying some people feel, and I, I know I keep bringing this up because it's not quite making sense to me. Some people feel more freedom with more debt than I might. Because like, if I'm honest, I'm, I don't want any debt. Like the way I feel like I don't want any. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Well, and again, I would say if that's, if that's true, cool. Then don't take any debt right now. Mm. You know, if that's going to keep you up at night, don't, don't take any I debt. I think it would. Just, yeah. just fix your car and go mm. from there. Okay. Um, and it, it is different because some another person might take on debt and they might feel the stress of like, oh my gosh, but I wouldn't want that, that an old car. Yeah. Man, I, that would stress me out. Yeah. Um, right. It's it's God's <laughs> wired us each differently with different gifts, different Dang. financial pressures. And He knows us, right? Like like He, uh, like He knows what would make me free. Yeah. And like I I, I just I want to step in. I don't want to fight it. Yeah. Why would I fight it? If God's wired me a certain way and knows like, hey, Nick, you're going to feel free in this zone in order so that you can go and be who God created you to be yeah. and do the things I created you to do. Yeah. I want to do that. Absolutely. And there's, l- l- let me say this, the, maybe it's the last thing. Um, it's, I think there's an umbrella of grace and freedom to make decisions mm-hmm. that you can walk up to and you go, God, just tell me what to do. Yeah. And God be like, operating wisdom and like, I, yeah. Don't do anything stupid, but yeah. I, I trust right. I'm with you. Like there's right. this, right. it can feel <clears throat> frustrating and squishy because you don't get this voice from God telling you, okay, type in uh, cargurus.com, <laughs> search for 2019 toy, uh, Honda Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not going to probably, maybe you yeah. will. I don't know. That's yep. never happened to me. Yep. Um, right. But you're, you're going to have to try to land in this place that's like, I don't want to do anything stupid. But I also don't want to discount that I have a father who loves me and will provide for me. Yeah. Um, and whatever that feels like for you, that's that's the place to land. I, I remember, I want to tell this one story. This is years and years and years ago. I was in a small group. We were doing a series about uh, money, mm-hmm. uh, debt at Crossroads. And yeah. there was a young woman in our group. She was single and she had a lot of debt. And mm-hmm. it was car related yeah. to this conversation. She had a car she could not afford. Yep. And she was in tons of debt because of it. And our group felt like God said, pay, pay your debts yeah. for her. And, that's and so awesome. we yeah. reached into our bank accounts and we gave thousands of dollars and paid off her debt. Yeah. And she was so, I remember, I'll always remember the small group where we were like, hey, here's, here's a check. Mm, that's amazing. And now, yeah. you're, now you're free. And she was just weeping and crying and so grateful, so, so grateful. Yeah. <clears throat> A month later, she got a new car lease for more than she could afford again. Mm. And we were all like, ah! <laughs> right. Dang. Why did you run back? Yeah. Why did you put yourself back in bondage? Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I don't mean to, to, to judge her, just what, what I think was happening is there was something about image and value and worth and beauty that's just whole she was missing in her in, in her heart. Mm. And she was trying to fill it with, I'll have a really cool, nice car. Right. And that'll make me feel better. Right. That'll make people think I'm better. Right. And so I, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. Yeah. And she put herself back in bondage. And so there's this underlying, I bring that up to say, there's this underlying thing under a lot of financial decisions, which are they're not really about finances. Sometimes they're about something else. It's again why you mm. want to ask these, these bigger questions about it. Like, what is this really about <clears> for me? Yeah. What is this really going to get me? Yeah. Um, so there you go right. love that and to end what, what Kyle said about that, what they did in their group is obedience determined by the outcome 
Mm-hmm. No, it is not because Jesus was perfectly obedient. He, he was murdered. So <laughs> you might hear what Kyle and their group did is like, oh, he shouldn't have done that. No, they were walking in faithfulness and being generous. Oh, yeah. I don't regret that at all. Yeah, being totally no, reflecting God. All. Hey, we love you guys. We'll probably see you in two weeks. Cool. All right. Bye.